All right, so Sorry, welcome Kevin. to Josh. Welcome to the the Beverly Hills Now Two and O Show. Chuck and I have decided to do a little side uh, interview with you because your schedule is very busy. Um, but I know the fans. Yeah, I'm sorry about that. That's cool. The fans were best as its price, Josh. <laughs> um, you know, when we announced this episode, Clean Slate was one of the ones we're talking about this week. Everybody started immediately saying, well, we need to have Josh on the show. We need Josh Richland. And I was like, I, you know what I mean? Like, okay. And then I told Chuck, we need to have Josh. And they were like, and then whatever happened. But here we have you. So Josh. That's so weird and, and so cool. Josh Richland. All right. Yeah. So, so, so here's something that your fans may not know. I don't like being called Josh. It's the one name I do not like to be called. Right. So, and well, that's interesting because that's your character's name, and you are also Joshua in in real life. I mean, yeah. I'm sorry, Chuck, I don't even know if you know, but like, how did you name him Josh? Do you know that? Was it just based on his name? I know that's it was, one it was, of those. It was Josh before I just, was on the, it was Josh, it was Josh before I was on the show. When I auditioned, it was Josh. I can tell you, I know that. Yeah, oh, really? so that was yes. Yeah. This is just coincidence. Do you remember? Oh, I, and I just remember. Sorry, what's that again? But, do I remember what? I was going to ask you if you remember auditioning, but you were going to say something. I do, and I and I have no, 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 and that was what it was, I and mean, this just came back to me. So, uh, I originally and Chuck, I don't know if you remember this. So, I originally auditioned for the role of the guy that Matthew Peretta ended up playing. Remember oh, that? that's the that was the um, Andrea's first time guy. Oh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, um, right, exactly. Dan Richland. Dan Rubin. Yeah. yeah. Dan Rubin. And, yeah. and I, I killed it. I killed that audition. I to this day, I think probably I was the best audition that you saw. And I felt, I think at the time, I remember thinking really, really clear. And and by the way, I I knew Matt and I liked Matt a lot, and I thought he was a terrific actor. Um, and I'm glad that he did the part. Yeah. But I remember thinking really clearly, uh, like, oh, you guys didn't cast me because I wasn't handsome enough. And it was like, and I remember feeling like really, really hurt by that. And I was, I just have such vivid memories because I felt like this is not a meritocracy. I, I that you should be giving the, the part to the person who came in and did the best audition. And then I'm pretty sure Chuck, it was you who called me back and said, Look, you you did a really great job, and we want to cast you in something. Can you come back and read for this part? Am I remembering that right, Chuck? Do you have any memory of that? Of our first of the call, I don't. But it's something that I or, would or of, do. This, of any of this thing that I'm talking about, any of that stuff. Well, like, no, because here's the one thing I'm thinking about. Now, you may, Joshua, you may have given a terrific audition, and you did. I mean, we wanted you. You are so good in this part. You know, and and when we we've been talking about the fact that when a good actor came in, we were going to recycle that actor some way. Mark Kiley, who played the um, uh, the, the advisor of the of the high school newspaper in the third year, came in for a different part. Um, and uh, but I, I the one thing you said, you know, you know, you did a terrific audition. I'm sure you did. But I don't believe you were in the room when Matthew did his audition because. It's, so it's hard to compare apples and oranges. In I, I wasn't, like I said, I, right. No, no, I'm telling you, I remember my, my lived experience of that moment was like, you know, ah, it was such a good audition. I'm, I'm positive that nobody could have done this better than I did. And let's understand, that's one of the reasons why um, 
you know, acting is, is such a difficult lifestyle choice and one that we're talking to Joshua Beckett, who, like many really smart actors, end up in their post-acting career being therapists. I just read yeah. another one today. We have Carol Potter, of course, which you talked about. There's a woman named Catherine Harold, who was an actress who um, was making the rounds at, at a certain point. And I found out she was Lawrence O'Donnell's ex-wife. Mm. She too mm. has become a uh, a, a family therapist. therapist. Yeah. yeah, and Carol, Carol and I are colleagues now, which is so crazy and sort of, you know. That's um, trippy. Yeah. It is, right? It's like, yeah. but anyway. Yeah, I didn't have the temperament for it. I didn't have the temperament to, to stay in the vision. Do you think and I ended up becoming a writer? You know, uh, a writer and a producer ultimately. Mm. And then I and I I sold seven, six TV pilots, and and I just I just didn't have the temperament for that. Mm. Well, you know that you know they when they talk about in the development of television series as an old joke, and it's um you know how do you, how can you tell a um. The joke is, how many uh, television television executives does it take to screw in a light bulb? Yeah, what's does that? To, does it have to be a light bulb? Right. <laughs> that is the experience of the television yeah. creator. Yeah, I love you know? that. Yeah, and and I and I could not. I just could not. I didn't have a temperament for that. Yeah, that's a tough one. Too. Yeah, yeah, and um, just and just to make sure that you heard me super clearly, I love Matt. I'm so glad he got cast in that part. <laughs> yeah, we got that. Yeah, and, and he was more, and he was more handsome than I was. So. Yeah, so that was a compliment. I took that as a, that you gave Matt a yeah. very big compliment there. Um, now, uh, when Chuck did call you back and said, "Hey, we have this part for you uh, of this this Josh Richland," mm -hmm. uh, do you remember that conversation too at all? Or I don't. I mean, but I do vaguely remember. I, I really don't, but I I do vaguely remember that Chuck and I connected through either the center or like some, some shared, right. Some shared past or some, something like that. Some through school, childhood, something. I, yeah. But, uh, uh, well, but I, I don't remember that anything sort of. Past well, your, that. your step brother, I believe it would be your step brother was in -brother. one of my daughter's grades. Oh, uh, there you go. Yeah. My half, my yeah. half brother. Yeah. Yeah. Half brother step. Yeah. Yeah. Half brother. Mm -hmm. uh -huh. Yeah. Max. Yeah. Um, and did you? Who, who went to Columbia Film School and is a, is a, is is in the business now? Is he? Um, well, I mean, uh, comparatively to the part that you read for Dan Rubin, I think Josh, uh, J the character Josh Richland, has a lot more. Uh, there's a lot more that's going to happen with him than what happens sort of with Dan and Andrea. Um, so you you sort of got a, a really great part to be a part of. Um, do you remember sort of getting into the role and figuring out who Josh Richland was and who he was going to be for you? You know, I don't, I, there was a period, this was like a, a period in my career where I did a string of parts where I just, I was just playing a lot of dicks and it was just, <laughs> and I, and I, I just, I don't know. I mean, I just dropped into that. Whatever you know that what it is? What? You got penalized for your intelligence. That's really smart people are dicks <laughs> in television. I, you so, know. I, and I, so I tapped into that. And by the way, I don't think that that character, I don't think Josh is a dick, but I think that, I think that he, he, uh, but there was, there was a, there is a part of him that was a dick, and that and that was the part that was that I tapped into, and I and I don't remember that much more about it, but um, 
it was Brandon and I, Brandon and I had a very, um, uh, Jason and I had a really, uh, a good, easy rapport off camera. We both had really, really big dogs. And I used to bring my, I used to bring my great Dane to the set. You know, it was a really nice set to work on. I mean, obviously it was a very well-oiled machine. They'd been doing it for a long time, but everybody was really, really like, easygoing. I think my memory is that you guys balanced, um, uh, professionalism and and uh, efficiency without sacrificing I don't know humanity dare I say it I mean it it was um, somebody I mean it took a I, while for us to do that it took me five years to tell Paul Wagner I don't care what your schedule is all the Jews do not have to work on Yom Kippur they get not. <laughs> <laughs> no, so that was I thought the big big That's step. Awesome. <laughs> um, but yeah, but, you know, but I've got my, my I I brought my Great Dane every day. So and that was a, that was a hundred and fifty pound animal, and I neglected, however, to tell the wardrobe department that he was in my trailer. <laughs> and so you know, of course you're on your you're on set or whatever, and then wardrobe just brings stuff. Right to your trailer and leaves it in the trailer so that when you come back, it's just there <laughs> waiting for you for the next scene. And I made them, I, to this day, I still feel a little bit bad because I think opening a trailer, which is like 10 feet long, and there's a dog that's roughly half the size of the trailer sitting in there and you open it up and you're not expecting it. I think that would be probably pretty startling. So. <laughs> I'm amazed you got the dog onto the property. Uh, Paul Wagner was uh, no dogs on the set, but I guess you didn't take it to the set. You kept the puppy in the uh, trailer. Oh, I didn't take him on the set. I only left him in the yeah. in my trailer. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but so the character comes in and he's got this, uh, you know, at, at first he I think he has some stuff with Andrea. Right. Chuck, we were talking about he's. Yeah, I think your starting was that you were the editor of the Condor and mm -hmm. uh, you didn't really care that uh, what she had done, you know, what she did in high school. Right. Right. Um, Which, you remember working with Gabrielle at all. Say it again. Do you remember working with Gabrielle, Andrea? I remember that she was very nice. Yeah, I remember she was really nice, um, and I, I'm 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 assuming, and I was never one of these guys who's like, like, like I was not part of celebrity culture. I didn't particularly care about that, but I would not be surprised if she had a reputation as being a really nice person. She seemed like a really nice. Oh, person. definitely. Well, she's yeah. now the the president of the Screen Actors. Sag oh, yeah, I think I just I think I just read that right. Yeah, yeah. yeah so she, she's done quite well. You know what I I really thought watching the clean slate, which which is the one that's was going to be featured in uh, the upcoming um, video cast we're doing because we're featuring the the director named Bethany Rooney, who's just had mm -hmm. a wonderful career and did a lot of really nice episodes for us over the years. I remember her being very nice. Yeah, she and 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 skillful and. Um, as as very skilled as a director, one of the secrets of her her longevity is her changing her styles uh, mm. uh, so much. But in watching with there, you know, you really played it like a New Yorker. You really reminded me of somebody. I don't know if you grew up in Manhattan, but you had that, you know, that that almost disaffected. I know I, I'm pretty smart. I know this. I'm going to quip with you. 
you know, it was it was somebody who in the television universe you wanted to be with. No matter, mm-hmm. even if you were in the fourth year, you if you remember, you were kind of a pain uh, because you were trying to uh, find out if Brandon had uh, uh, taken the test for the basketball player. But mm-hmm. but in this instance, it was you know the political machination and the independent guy, and you know I felt at watching that episode before you guys walk out and it's the beginning of the end that had it been a different universe, um, you know, you would have ended up being, and I think it's in the very lugubrious episode that follows, it's pretty clear. You would have been one of his close friends for life on this one. You guys I had a lot probably true. together. So that I think, I think it amplified true. the sadness of, um, of that. And, uh, you know, it just, it, it really was a cautionary tale. If you're going to be a New Yorker and you're going to move to Los Angeles, <laughs> you get a better driving instructor. Yeah. <laughs> they didn't, didn't drive in Manhattan, you know? Yeah, that's funny. Um, yeah. Were you playing it like a New Yorker? Was that something? You know, yeah. I, I have a feeling that, like, I think, like, half of the shit that I did, not, like, as an actor, like, that was like that's the question. Like, were you playing that as a New Yorker? Are you from New York? Right. Like I'm, I'm fourth generation Angelino. Yeah. So I was okay. not. Right. I was not certainly not trying to play it like a New Yorker, but I, um, I think that that was. I don't know. There's there's a kind of an East Coast Jewy thing that just comes out, and I don't not exactly sure why, but. That's a part of of your of you. You're saying, yeah, 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 yeah. 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 That was just a part of me. Yeah. Here's a question that we we have. When you when this, did you know you were gonna die in the third episode? Did we tell you that coming back to the fifth season, or did you open up this script, read it, and say, oh, oh I, I, I'm not uh, I'm not gonna be at craft service tomorrow? <laughs> yeah, no, it was more like that. It was more like. I, I think I just misread this. Let me go back and read these pages because I, I, it, se- it seems like I die here. I, that can't be right. No, I just like went back. Like wait, now let's see. And then I started just like reading it really slowly, making sure that I wasn't missing anything. It's like yeah, no, that's me. I, that is definitely my character. So if you had played, if we didn't kill you and you stayed to the entire season, let's say. Yeah. And, and 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 beyond, would you still be an actor now? Uh, if you hadn't killed me, would I yeah, still be an actor? Yeah, you've been in every episode, and then <laughs> yeah, you've got the I, main oh. titles or whatever. And I don't know. I'm just uh-huh. speculating. Well, nine hundred two one zero, notwithstanding. I mean, that would have been great, Chuck. And you know, by the way, a belated fuck you for not. <laughs> Um, but, um, but uh, because you know what? What's funny is like I was recognized for those. I think it was like six, five or six episodes, right? Mm-hmm. Five or six episodes that I did. Yeah, well, in the, so, yeah. you did about two or three, maybe in the in the fifth in the in the what was our fifth season? But the yeah, one before, then, yeah, I think. No, I just looked it up. You did eight episodes. Eight wow. episodes, yeah. yeah. Eight episodes, more. right? So, and I was recognized more for those eight episodes of TV that I did than I was ever recognized for the for Marshall Chronicles. For even? Mar- for Marshall Chronicles, yeah, even for that. Uh, yeah. So, anyway, 
to answer your question, if I could have, if I, if I, if I could have, and if I, I mean, if I'd had the, the, the temperament for it and the spirit for it, I mean, yeah, I would still be an actor. I loved doing it. It was, I, I, I loved doing that more than anything else I've ever done. I mean, and you played this so well, um, you know, I, I, there is such like a, a natural quality to your acting as Joshua or Josh uh, Richland. Like I, I buy it all the way through that. And, and, and the way it's written is, is wonderful. And the way you play the, the, the words is, is incredible as well, because um, as you see that character develop and you don't have as much time to get into the character, right? I mean, like Brandon's going to be there every episode for two seasons, but you only have a certain amount of time to sort of grow Josh's character, whether it be a few mm -hmm. episodes of season four or season five, but your ability to sort of play that naturally, I think was, was one of your gifts mm -hmm. um, that you were, Thanks. that you were able to, to do in that role. Um, you have some scenes with Carol Potter in, uh, in some of this stuff. Uh, have you guys, and, and she did not, and she, by the way, <laughs> I mean, you know, this is like how insignificant, guest stars on television shows are, right? Because I mean, Carol had all of these years behind her. And I remember, I think like she sent me, a, I think Carol sent me a referral as a therapist. And I wrote back just to say, you know, hey, thanks so much. And by the way, did you know that was on R21L? And she was like, really? Huh, no, no memory of you whatsoever. You're, tell me again, what was your name? <laughs> Who did you oh. play? Yeah. <laughs> and by the way, Carol, a, a, such a nice human being. Yeah. Nice oh, yes, absolutely. She's the sweetest. So yeah. nice. So nice. And no doubt a, a wonderful uh, therapist. A lot of times we ask people that have been on the show about their, uh, about their encounters with fans. So have there been any interesting or odd encounters with fans where you got recognized? Uh, one, somebody told us they got recognized just from their voice alone. Uh, My wife. Yeah. Yes. Uh, yeah. Mm -hmm. I did not get recognized by my voice alone. I was recognized in the supermarket one time, but uh, no, the, the 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 most sort of embarrassing is like again, like I worked at a I worked at a community based organization. So I I'm I'm, I'm my as a therapist, my specialization is trauma. So I, I do a lot of trauma work and I. You know, I, I work with uh, survivors of sexual assault and domestic violence. Um, you know, and like, this is very serious work, and it's you know, and then you're, you're walking around in this community-based organization, and you're doing the serious work, and someone goes, "Hey, man, I just found out what you used to do." You know, and I'm just like, that, so that that is sort of the oddest, you know, yeah, kind of scenario that I can think of. You know, it's it's so out of place, and it's such a long time ago, and it feels, um, you know, you'd think it would be a welcome kind of respite to talk about that in the in the context of of my sure. work, but but uh, I don't know. I find it. I don't know. I I don't. I don't. It's not. Um, it's not embarrassing because I'm proud of the work that I did. You know, and, yeah. and the show obviously. Uh, meant so much and continues to mean so much to people but um i don't know i guess it's just it's a weird like a little bit of a curveball you don't expect it maybe yeah it's kind of the way that i was feeling yeah, that happened 
I've only had that once with a client, thankfully, but I'm positive that other clients have Googled me and just not. Right. Yeah, perhaps. <laughs> yeah. Well, I had the experience watching this episode and I think it really summed up what was the subtext to how most people relate because, you know, there's actually a line in here that goes, well, if you hate Professor Rosen so much, why don't you just drop his class? I heard that. <laughs> <laughs> and I and the subtext of that, you know, they make this horrible little kid in the second year. They call him Chucky. Right. They, um, you know, it, 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 it's it's a little <laughs> subtle <laughs> things like that. You know, hey, everything's context. It's, it's all context. It's, it's all totally. everything. Well, yeah, everything is context. That's exactly right. <laughs> Um, you're a therapist now. Has your acting work helped? We talked about that earlier. Uh, you know, a lot of actors become therapists. Does that, did that help you at all in your in, in the work that you're doing now? Do you have under, like a, a deeper understanding because of the parts that you played, maybe, or or is it not really? That's a really good question, Pete. Um, I, I, you know, I try to be really creative in my work. Mm-hmm. Um, sort of the, the thing that has driven me for most of my life is creativity. I mean, that's the thing that I'm, I have most been driven by. And so I think that in, uh, I, I think it helps in that way. Um, I think because as an actor, you, you meet so many different kinds of people and you play a lot of different kinds of people and you spend a lot of time thinking about the inner lives of people, mm. um, I think that that's really helpful. Um, you know, because so it's interesting. I mean, I've never. I'm just sort of thinking about this, um, sort of anew as you've asked. So there, there's a, a a great um, uh, acting teacher named Stanislavski that every young actor studies, reads, and. And he talks about the magic what if, uh, you know, for, for an actor. Well, what if this were happening to you? What if you were in this mm. set of circumstances or context? And so I think that, that actors routinely, and, and I suppose that this speaks to uh, empathy or at the very least compassion, um, you know, Actors routinely uh, are asking, you know, what this might be like. Um, and actors routinely, even if they are playing a dick, mm. are, are, are asking, are, you know, are asked not to judge or that at least they, they should, in my opinion, right? You're not judging your own character in, unless the character himself or herself is a character who carries a lot of shame and judgment about themselves. But sure. as an actor, I'm not judging the character, right? Yeah. Um, and so I, I think that that, that may also, although I, I've never really thought about it before until this moment, but I mean, yeah. I think that, that that may inform, that may inform uh, the work as a therapist. Yeah, that's what I'm, I'm kind of thinking. Um, well, one of the things I had said to Peter and I really and I really feel this is that those like yourself um, who get to that point say you know what this isn't right for me and go on to do something else that's really productive for society I I, I always admire I um, you know 
tried it uh, for a while, being a teacher at, at UCLA for a while afterwards. And, 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 and you know, was something I thought I would have done earlier. And, and maybe without 90210, I, I probably would have. Um, mm. So I understand and, and how this stuff is just interrelated. And, yeah, um, but you know, and it's funny because I, I, I think that um, it's easy to to think about like the work that I was doing as an actor and that anybody does as an actor or 90210 is like, well, that's not really impo important work. You know, it's not important for society. But you know, you, like, you go back to like <clears throat> Preston Sturgis, Sullivan's Travels. I don't know if you, if you remember that. And, I do. You know, the, and what he learns about how meaningful it is like when people have made you know some people don't have anything else right they come home at the end of a, at a, of a routine work day and uh or whatever it is that's going on in their lives and they sit down in front of nine and two and oh and this is there's something dependable there's something predictable i don't mean the plot i just mean that i know that every week i'm going to get you know going to spend time with these people i like these people um and uh, this is, in that way, enriching my my experience of of living right hey. right now. Um, and so, while I think it's easy to say that, you know, the work that I'm doing or Carol's doing or you know anybody is like somehow more socially relevant uh, or 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 um, you know valuable, I you know. And I think in my 20s, I would have said that. Um, you know, what I've come to, to believe and understand is that, you know, it's all, all, of, all what actors do is, is super, super important for a lot of people. Look at these super fans. who's like, yeah. this, is, no this is bringing, you know, meaning to their lives, So It still does. And, you know, some of the storylines yeah. and whatnot, and even, even this episode, A Clean Slate, has some, some powerful stuff, right? In in inside it, some things that were being talked about through the through the politics and and the process of what the, your character was doing and running for this election, and and there's even some talk about. I think this was one of these episodes about a person of color and and uh, with with Deshaun and all that stuff. So it's it's resonating all these years later. Some of the stuff that you guys wrote and performed in, you know, all those years ago. Some of the stuff is still happening in our society, and we're dealing yeah. with a lot of that, you know. Well, what I was really, what, what I was wondering about was, you know, sort of specifically, uh, uh, you know, like culturally or socially where like, oh, nobody thought twice about this back then, looking at it from the perspective of 2020, sort of like politically, socially, culturally, are there any mo just moments, not even the whole episode, but just like, you know, uh, I, I, because I'm riffing, I'm just riffing off of what, what, what Pete yeah. just said about, you know, uh, people of color and, you know, certain episodes that still are politically relevant. And I'm wondering on the flip side of that, so, because, mm. right, so you guys did a bunch of stuff. It sounds like you guys were really, you know, uh, progressive or forward thinking. I'm wondering, you know, on the flip side of that, is there anything that you look back on now and you go like, wow, from the context of 2020, that that particular moment or this particular oh, well, yeah, or, the, got, or the way we treated certain certain topics was I, the, I, I, the one know. that was hard for me to watch and 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 one of the reasons that we're not featuring it in our Bethany Rooney um, tribute episode 
is uh, is is any time that David Silver, the Brian Austin Green character, the freshman, had his video camera and was trying to do a Porky's and film girls <laughs> in their locker rooms and things. That mm. makes me cringe a little bit. Yeah. Um, mm -hmm. And and a few of the other just kind of um, you know kind of standard. Almost a cliche, you know. At the, you know, we always would say our show was basically: if you got a problem, don't worry, they're going to get therapy. So we just kind of hand them off to you, Joshua, and say, you know, you got what you uh, but um, you know, it, what it, what's good, it, and and this is is also you know uh, remembering what we did, remembering the impact it had, mm -hmm, comparing mm -hmm. it, what we did well in this, and also to to rehook up with with friends and 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 colleagues like yourself so i i wish mm -hmm. on behalf of pete i know you got to get back to your practice i just want to thank you so much and um look well we you and i when uh you know when you have an hour or so you know i'm down in venice we'll give you a ride to the beach and we can uh break bread or something i would i would like that a lot oh i would love that that would be so great before you leave, um, you you looked at this episode, uh, a clean slate. When you look at it all these years later, what is your thoughts on your performance? That time period, like what what do you think about about the? Like, the why, why why were my pants so high? Like, why, <laughs> who 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 let me wear my pants that high? Pierre Cardin. You have to blame Pierre Cardin. It was a whole over for the. I mean, literally, that's that like, why, why, what was with the what was with the pants? Why? Oh, was so, just be glad you're not a woman. Look at some of these blue jeans that Carol Potter yeah. had to wear. Uh, <laughs> no offense, Carol. It wasn't you. It was the designer. For sure. Oh my God! Oh my God! Anything Hello, else that you uh, that you looked back on and thought about this? Do you think Do you think the episode holds up all these years later? Uh, yeah, I do. I really do. Um, I, I was I was really delighted to watch it, and I think it holds up really well. Um, and I don't have I don't have other um, any other memories that that I think would be especially you know meaningful for your fans. But it was a real pleasure. Okay. To to be able to talk about it with you both and to see you again, Chuck. That was really a pleasure for me. And Pete, nice to meet you. Yeah, nice to meet Thanks you. Man. Great having you here. Sure. Um, I would like to add that you got you and Brandon would probably be doing way better with the country currently. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, if we were actually on the ballot, on the ticket, that would be <laughs> I'll call maybe I'll call Jason. Chuck, text me his number. We'll we'll get on. There you go. All right, man. All right. Thank you so much. I appreciate it. Thank you.